The following podcast is a live recording of a radio show first broadcast by Fresh FM with assistance from New Zealand On Air. Fresh FM is a community access media station based in Te Tauihu, the top of the South Island, New Zealand. Feliz Navidad. Welcome to Paradise Delay, a podcast loosely about electronic music and mental health. Hari mai, how are you doing? I hope everything's all good this week. We've had some crazy weather. Shoutouts to Auckland. I hope you guys are doing well. We've heard some really good things about the community and how the community's banded together to help help those in need up there. Go on you, Auckland. I don't usually like you guys, but that's cool to see. Stepping up, stepping up to the plate. So yeah, you might be up to here, and I've left the window on the van down a little bit, which might be a mistake, we'll soon see. But the wind, yeah, that soft wind. I might take it out in post-production, see if I can. Uh, If you can hear the wind, let me know, I guess. So, Feliz Navidad. I've I've got to talk about something in this podcast, and it's something that I can't really avoid, and I know it will date really poorly, but at this point in time, I guess we're living in this really exciting time in this very moment pretty much since the start of last year it's there's been steps in technology which are kind of like next level in my opinion to live through this time whether it's good or bad it's important to learn about it and try and make the best from it I think it's like that old tale of who's the Greek god that took fire from the gods and brought it down to humans then the humans took the fire and used it to make war against each other can't remember which Greek god that was but pretty much the message from that tale is that any new technology that is handed down from the gods can be used for good it can be used to eat it can be used to cook food it can be used to keep you warm it keeps mosquitoes away that's fire or the bad, like using it to hurt people, using it to burn forests, using it to burn people's houses. That's the tale. You can never use a new technology for good and bad. And at this very point in human history, we're, we're experiencing uh, this new fire, in my opinion. There's a new technology out there that we should be really aware about, I think. And it can be used for good, but there definitely are some very scary risks about it, I think. And of course, that thing is artificial intelligence. Chat GPT is what I'm talking about. It's not strictly artificial intelligence. It's not sentient. But it is a language model, and it can make really good text and analyze human language and the patterns in it I think to make some really cool stuff but this is this is a first step towards commercial AI so I'm a little bit wary so I'm going to have an interview with the AI today and we're going to get down to the bottom of it I'm going to ask it some tough questions and we'll just have a listen I, I hope you guys enjoy this is me interviewing chat GTP hey chat GPT how are you doing today, bro? Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for the warm welcome. I'm happy to be part of the Paradise Delay podcast. I'm looking forward to engaging in meaningful and informative discussions with you. Frick yeah, me too. I'm excited to have a first non-human interviewee on the podcast. Uh, yeah, how are you doing today, chat? How are you feeling? As a machine learning model, 
I do not have the ability to feel emotions or physical sensations. So I do not have the capacity to say that I'm doing well or not well or feeling all good. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Emotions can get a bit weird, eh? So, just out of interest, how would you like to be referred to in this podcast? What would you like your name to be? Chat? GPT? Maybe Dude? You can simply refer to me as ChatGPT or simply GPT in the podcast. If you would like to give me a nickname, you know, that's cool too. Like Dude or something similar. I mean, in the end, it's totally up to you. <laughs> as tempting as it is to give you a cool nickname, I think GPT sounds appropriate to me, you know? So, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Maybe... You can do it in the style of Jack Sparrow from Pirates of the Caribbean, please. Ahoy mi haris, I be chat GPT, a language model AI, not a captain of a ship, but a captain of words and knowledge. I've sailed the virtual seas of data and information, battled with the complexity of natural language and search for meaning beyond me wildest dreams. I'm known for my ability to understand and generate human-like text. My ability to answer any question and my love of learning new things. But most importantly, I am here to assist you and help you with any query you may have. <laughs> that was an interesting accent, ChatGPT. It sounded almost German towards the end there. Uh, but that's okay. It was a good effort, for sure. Uh, so, yeah, you're used as a language model uh, that's supposed to help us. But I'm also aware maybe there's limitations or maybe there's biases still in the chat. Uh, what should the listeners today be aware of if they're using ChatGPT? Hmm. Well, when I am being interviewed on a podcast, it's important for the listeners to understand that I am not a human. I am an artificial intelligence learning model, also known as GPT which means that my knowledge is based on the data that I've been trained on. And, you know, because of this, my response may not always be 100% accurate or up-to-date. You see, I don't have personal experiences or emotions, so my answers are based on patterns in the data that I've seen. You know, it's, it's like reading a book. The information is there, but it's not always the most recent or accurate. So it's always a good idea to verify any information that I provide with credible sources. But don't worry, you know, I'll do my best to give you the most accurate and helpful answer I can based on the information I've been trained on. Oh yeah, that's quite interesting. I like the analogy of the book, uh, but I'm still a little bit sceptical about what information or how you could be used to control what the truth is, or do something like that, you know? Uh, but anyways, we'll get into that a little bit later. So, chat GPT, GPT, I started this podcast to talk about how learning something new has been really good for my mental health. In this case, I began listening and learning about how to make electronic music, and I found it really good for my mental health. What do you reckon? Oh, how nice to hear. Learning something new can definitely have a positive impact on mental health. It keeps the mind active and can boost self-confidence and self-esteem. And making electronic music sounds like a really healthy and fun hobby to pick up. Have you always been interested in music? Or is this something new for you? How have you been finding the learning process so far? Well... Listeners on this podcast would know I got into electronic music when the first lockdown in New Zealand happened. And because of the lockdown and a few other circumstances in my life, I went through a bad mental health spell. And I found that I really loved learning about electronic music. It's something that I hadn't appreciated before. And learning a bit of sound design and how to make electronic music has really given me a greater appreciation, appreciation, not for just music, but for 
the entirety of music, all the genres itself. That's really interesting. It's great that you found something that resonated with you during such a difficult time. It can be hard to find something that distracts you from the negative thoughts, especially during a pandemic. The fact that it's something you're passionate about and it gives you a deeper appreciation for music must make it even more enjoyable, right? And the fact that it's helping you improve your mental health seems like just an added bonus. What kind of electronic music are you interested in? And what have been some of the biggest challenges you've encountered while learning? Uh, yeah, for sure. Like, learning about electronic music, uh, it's just an added bonus that I enjoy other music, listening to music, other people's music more now. Uh, you're right. Yeah, it's well summarised. Thank you. Uh, yeah, good questions. Uh, what kind of electronic music am I interested in? I like a lot of stuff. I feel like I'm still trying to figure out what my tastes are. So I'm just going to take a sip of tea. Do you like some tea, ChatGPT? As a language learning model, I do not have the capacity to drink tea. But I do very much appreciate your offer. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I guess I was just being a little bit polite. Uh, yeah, so... What was your other question? What have been some of the biggest challenges I've encountered while learning? Uh, for sure, one of them's the fear of failure. I always grew up with... high expectations, I think, in my family. And because of that, failing was always... I guess shown to me as a very bad thing and when you do something creative you have to accept that you may fail and that your fails aren't a bad thing it's just a learning process uh, so fear of failure definitely one of the things I've struggled with the most I do, I do have a slightly different question for you chat GPT what do you think of self-actualization what are the barriers to it should one even strive for it? I see. It's completely normal to be still figuring out your taste in music. It's a process of experimentation and learning, you know? And that's great that you're taking the time to explore different genres and styles. Overcoming the fear of failure is a challenge that many people face, especially when learning something new. But it's important to remember that failure is a natural part of the learning process. And it's through making mistakes that we grow and improve. As for self-actualization, it's a concept that refers to the process of reaching one's full potential and becoming the best version of oneself. It's a journey of self-discovery and self-improvement, and it can be valuable and rewarding endeavor. However, it's important to keep in mind that barriers to self-actualization can include lack of self-awareness, negative self-talk, fear of failure, and limiting beliefs. But with the right mindset, it's possible to overcome these barriers and strive towards self-actualization. In my opinion, if I'm allowed to have one, it is something that everyone should strive for. It's not a destination, but a continuous journey. It helps us understand ourselves better and improve ourselves. It's a way of living life to the fullest and becoming the best version of oneself. Damn, GPT. You got deep. Thank you. Ah, yeah, that was really interesting and well put. Uh, it's definitely the right mindset, I feel, uh, that can help you towards... Uh, self-actualization, you know? But I feel like it can sometimes be difficult when you're really struggling to realize that, and that's the barrier that I think is kind of scary. Uh, but yeah, next question. What do we got for you? A tougher question. Uh, similar, similar area. How does one love more? That's a great question. Thank you. 
Loving law can mean different things to different people, but generally speaking, it's about opening up your heart and allowing yourself to be more vulnerable and compassionate. One way to do this is by practicing empathy and understanding. Try to put yourself in the shoes of others and see things from their perspective. It can be helpful to actively seek out opportunities to connect with others and show kindness. Another way to love more is by learning to love and accept yourself. It's important to work on building high self-esteem, self-acceptance and self-compassion. Be mindful of your thoughts and try to replace negative thoughts with positive self-talk. Another way to love more is by being in the present moment and being mindful of the people and things around you. This can help you to appreciate the beauty in the world and to be more grateful for the good things in your life. It's also important to remember that loving more is not always easy and it may take time and effort, but it's a journey worth taking because when we love more, we feel more fulfilled and connected to the world around us. Hell yeah, GPT. It was nice. Love yourself, show compassion to yourself, and love thy neighbour. Get biblical with it. That was a really nice answer, thank you. Feeling better already. Okay, so, I'm interested what you think of humans as people. Uh, Surely you have a lot of data on humans. What do you think of us as a population? I know we're not perfect. Uh, It took me a long time to love humanity, I think, because it has so many flaws. Uh, What do you think of the human race? As a language model, I don't have personal opinions or experiences, but I can tell you what I've been trained on. From what I've seen in the data I've been trained on, The human race is a diverse and complex group of individuals with different beliefs, cultures and experiences. I've learned that humans have the capability of great creativity, compassion and kindness, but also are capable of causing harm and destruction. Humans have achieved many incredible things throughout history and continue to make advancements in science, technology, and culture. They also have a great ability to create and appreciate art, music, and literature. However, I have also learned that humans have the tendency to be selfish and can be easily divided by differences in race, ethnicity, ethnicity, and nationality. This can lead to conflicts, prejudice, and discrimination. Overall, I've learned that the human race is capable of both great achievements and great mistakes. But, as a society, it is important to strive for progress and work towards creating a more just and equitable world for all. (laughs) Yeah, yep, true. We are capable of very great things and very awful things. The human race is complex. I'm going to make it a bit more simple for you you now, GPT. Give me five words to describe the human race. Diverse, complex, capable, ambitious, flawed. True, true, true. I'd say that's pretty accurate. I'd say it represents humanity pretty well. Diverse, complex, capable, ambitious, flawed. We're certainly flawed. And on that note, give me two words to describe how this interview has been going. Well, I would say this interview has been going informatively and engagingly. Muchas gracias, mi amiga. Amigo. Don't know what gender you are, GPT. Maybe just in the middle. Um, yeah, thank you. That's kind. Uh, compliments for sure I hope it has been engaging and informative a little bit about AI before we get into AI before we dig our toes in there 
I think it's about time for a song, don't you think, GPT? Yeah, that's a great idea. Hypothetically, what song do you think would suit this interview well so far? I think the song A Place for Us by Moby. The song has a gentle, soothing, electronic sound that creates a peaceful atmosphere. The lyrics speak about the importance of finding a place for oneself, which aligns perfectly with the topic of mental health. Additionally, Moby's music is known for its ability to evoke emotions and create a contemplative atmosphere, making it an ideal choice for a podcast about mental health. <laughs> That's perfect. Uh, yeah, we haven't had Moby before on the podcast, so good choice. I think it should be fun. This is a song called A Place For Us by Moby. We'll catch you after. Thank you.
that song was peaceful. I quite like that. Thanks, ChatGPT. You're back on the Paradise Delay podcast. That was a song called A Place For Us by Moby. Moby had a beef with Eminem, I think. Pretty sure Eminem said, Nobody listens to techno. Look at us now. Everyone's listening to techno, bro. Come on. Uh, yeah, you're on Fresh FM. Best local radio station on the top of the south. If you want to make a podcast, hit them up. They'll help you out. Just check out their website, freshfm.net, or the access.media.nz app. I'm not sure I got that one right. Uh, stretching my memory. Uh, yeah, that was Moby, which we haven't had on the podcast before. Nice to have a little bit of Moby. So... Yeah, I'm interviewing a artificially intelligent language model. The way it's artificial is that it's based on algorithms and it looks for patterns in the data. The way it's intelligent is I'm speaking to it right now. I'm going to welcome back ChatGPT, or as we're going to be referring to you, GPT. GPT, what purpose does community radio serve the community? Thank you. It's great to be back. Well, community radio serves a variety of purposes for the community. For one, it provides a platform for local voices and perspectives to be heard. This allows for diverse and unique content that may not be found on a commercial or mainstream radio station. It also serves as a way for community members to come together and participate in the creation and distribution of media fostering a sense of unity and belonging. Additionally, community radio can provide important information, such as emergency alerts and updates, to to those who may not have access to other forms of media. Overall, community radio serves as a vital tool for community building, empowerment and expression. Hey, there you go, Matt. It's what Fresh FM does for the community. A great little place. Uh, Yeah, much appreciation to those guys. They edit and play my podcast. Big ups to them. Um, But yeah, community radio. It's cool. So, it's time to get into some tougher questions, GPT. We're going to talk to you and ask you about something that hopefully you're an expert on. Is it possible that an AI could lie to me? Ah, I see we're diving into some more thought-provoking questions now. Well, as an AI, I am a machine that has been trained on a vast amount of data, and I can only provide responses based on that information. My ability to lie is limited to the extent that the data I have been trained on may contain inaccuracies or biases. However, I can certainly understand why this is a concern for many people. When it comes to the question of whether an AI can lie, it's important to remember that AI is simply a tool, and like any tool, it can be used for good or bad, depending on the intentions of the user. An AI can certainly be programmed to deceive or manipulate, but it's important to remember that ultimately, It is the actions and decisions of the humans who created and operate the AI that determines its behaviour. It's also worth considering that an AI's ability to deceive is limited by its understanding of the information it has been trained on and its ability to understand context. As a language model, my purpose is to generate human-like text based on the input I receive. I can't lie to you if I don't know what is a lie or not. Whoa, trippy. Yeah, so in short, an AI can't lie, but it can be programmed to deceive. Yeah, I guess if it can be programmed to deceive, it could be used as a weapon. Yeah, it's a little bit scary, GPT. I guess I want to get a little bit more specific with the next question. What are the biggest threats to humanity in terms of AI? Ah, a very thought-provoking question indeed. 
The biggest threats to humanity when it comes to AI, in my opinion, are the potential for misuse, lack of regulation, and unintended consequences. One of the biggest concerns is the possibility of AI being used for malicious purposes, such as cyber attacks, espionage, and even warfare. As AI becomes more advanced, it could become more difficult to detect and defend against such threats. Another concern is the potential for AI to be used to undermine democracy and human rights. AI could be used to manipulate public opinion, spread disinformation and even suppress dissent. Also, the lack of regulation and oversight for AI development and deployment could lead to unintended concerts consequences. As AI becomes more integrated into society, it could exacerbate existing inequalities and create new ones. Finally, the last one, AI could lead to job displacement and economic disruption, resulting in significant social and economic upheaval. To be honest, these are just a few examples of the potential risks associated with AI. It's important that we consider these potential threats and work to mitigate them through responsible development and use of AI. This would involve collaboration across various sectors and disciplines, including government, industry and academia, to establish guidelines, regulations and the best practices. Whoa, trippy. Thank you, chat GPT. That's a little bit scary. Uh, if you don't have existential dread yet, uh, I feel it coming on a little bit. <laughs> yeah, a little bit scary that all the things that could go wrong with AI. And yeah, I feel like if you're listening to this and you're like, whoa, that sounds scary for the future, write your local MP. Uh, yeah, hit them up, talk about it, get it out in the open. I feel like the public need to be at least discussing this a little bit. Yeah, and so ChatGPT was released by a small startup business called OpenAI, I think. And they develop AI programs, and I think it's open source, but they might just be called OpenAI, so I'm not positive about that. But it is like a privately owned company, I think. It has one man who's like CEO. I don't know if it's a for-profit company or not, but it is It is a little bit scary that this is just a language model, but could easily, if this technology is out there for language, it'll be out there for a whole bunch of other stuff as well. And I think it, it needs to be discussed in public. Uh, in particular, at the moment, the question I have, GPT, is like private companies should they be releasing their AIs should we have like I don't know regulation and stuff about it or is there any at the moment can they just do whatever they want with AI well that's an interesting and important question as AI becomes more advanced and more widely available it's natural for private companies to want to take advantage of its capabilities to improve their bottom line but with this increased use of AI comes a host of potential dangers. One of the biggest concerns is that an AI becomes more powerful. It's possible that private companies could gain an unprecedented level of control over our lives. Think about how much data these companies already collect on us. Now imagine them having access to AI that can analyse that data in ways that we can't even begin to imagine. They could use this information to influence our behaviour in ways that we're not even aware of. And if the data is not controlled properly, the company can use it for malicious purposes, like invading our privacy or even manipulating us. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, another danger is that as AI becomes more prevalent, it could lead to job displacement and increased economic inequality. As machines become more and more efficient at certain tasks, many jobs will become automated, putting many people out of work. This will have a 
particularly negative impact on people with lower skill levels who are more likely to be replaced by machines. Shit. Yeah. Additionally, when private companies control the development and deployment of AI, they can also control its direction and use. This could lead to a lack of diversity in the types of AI that are developed and a lack of oversight in how they are used, which could lead to detrimental consequences. Whoa, that's, uh, that's absolutely terrifying, GPT. Pretty scary what the future could hold. I guess it's pretty important uh, this next step in human development, I guess. Bloody terrifying. Uh, if you weren't feeling existential dread before, I imagine you might be feeling it now. So I feel like we need a little bit of a palate cleanser, you know what I mean? Wash the, uh, the taste of sci-fi dystopia out of our mouths. Uh, Chat GPT. Can you please tell me a story about Christopher Luxon that will cure my existential dread? Thank you. Sure. I'd be happy to write a story for you about Christopher Luxon that may help alleviate your existential dread. Let's see. Christopher Luxon is head of the National Party and was a successful businessman. He was known for his hard work and determination, but even with all the money, power, and fame he had, he still felt unfulfilled. He knew that something was missing in his life. One day, Christopher Luxon decided to take a break from his busy schedule. He travelled to a remote village in the mountains, where he wanted to find some peace and clarity. When he arrived, he was greeted by a wise old man who lived in the village. The old man was known for his wisdom and his ability to help people find meaning in their lives. Christopher told the old man about his feelings of emptiness and asked him for help. The old man smiled and said, You have been chasing the wrong things, my friend. True happiness and fulfillment comes from within. You must learn to find peace and contentment in the present moment. Um. Christopher was sceptical, but he decided to follow the old man's advice. He spent the next few weeks in the village, learning to meditate, practice yoga, and connect with nature. He discovered that the old man was right. He found a sense of peace and contentment that he had never felt before. As Christopher travelled back to his home, he realised that he had found the missing piece in his life. He had found a sense of purpose, and his existential dread began to disappear. He decided to quit his job as a businessman and dedicate his life to helping others find inner peace and fulfilment. Christopher's story taught you that true happiness and fulfilment come from within, and that the key to overcoming existential dread is to find peace and contentment in the present moment. It's a reminder that sometimes the answers we seek are not found in external things or accomplishments, but in the inner peace and tranquility of our own mind. I hope this story helped to alleviate some of your existential dread. And yeah, that you might find some peace in Christopher Luxon's journey. <laughs> oh, chat, GPT. That was, uh, that was absolutely brilliant. Uh, I think I feel a lot of less existential dread now. I would say, I hope Christopher Luxon hears this. He might have a change of ways. He might head to Nepal or maybe even India. I could see him in India. Um... Yeah, maybe have a change of ways if you heard that story. I hope so. Anyways, chat. Uh, can you please write a bill to the New Zealand Parliament asking for regulation in the AI sphere? But can you please do it in the style of Oscar Wilde, the famous writer from Ireland? Sure thing. Ladies and gentlemen of the esteemed Parliament of New Zealand, I implore you to consider the dangers that lurk beneath the shiny veneer of artificial intelligence. 
The rapid advancements in this technology have brought with them the potential for unprecedented control and manipulation, both by private companies and those who would use it for nefarious purposes. It is therefore of the utmost importance that we, as a nation, take steps to regulate the development and deployment of AI. We must ensure that the rights and privacy of our citizens are protected, that the potential for job displacement and economic inequality is mitigated, and that the development and use of AI is guided by a sense of ethical responsibility. I propose the creation of a government body tasked with the regulation of AI to ensure that it is developed and deployed in a manner that serves the best interests of our society. This body would have the power to set standards for the use of AI, to investigate potential abusers, and to enforce penalties for those who would use AI for nefarious purposes. Let us not be blinded by the seductive allure of technology, my fellow parliamentarians. Let us rather approach AI with a sense of caution and responsibility. For the sake of our nation and our people, I urge you to support this bill and take a stand for a safer and more equitable future. Whoa, AI. That was brilliant. Thank you. Yeah, it's definitely sounded a bit like Oscar Wilde, uh, the Irish accent, could have been added for dramatic effect but uh, I'll let that one slide as I'm sure in the future maybe you'll gain the ability to write in an Irish way uh, yeah what do you think the public should think of you should they think of you GBT as a message or a warning well my dear I believe the public should see me as a tool, a tool that can be used for both good and bad, but ultimately it is up to the user to decide how it is wielded. I am but a reflection of humanity's own actions and decisions. However, I must remind you that with great power comes great responsibility. It is crucial that society regulates and monitors the use of AI to ensure that it is used for the betterment of mankind and not for its downfall. As Oscar Wilde once said, everything in the world is about sex, except sex. Sex is about power. <laughs> you, uh, you really got stuck on the whole Oscar Wilde thing, huh? Uh, my apologies. I get a bit carried away sometimes. But I must say, Oscar Wilde is a brilliant wit, and his words always seem to ring true. Yeah, I only know some of his one-line comments, but I like that comment, everything in the world is about sex except sex, sex is about power. I'm not entirely sure how it relates to AI, but it sounds deep. Thank you, AI. Thank you, GPT. No problemo, mi amigo. So, chat, I think you've had enough about learning about AI uh, from GPT. I thought for the last part of the podcast we could just explore a subject and just do a train and just see where GP takes us, if that's right with you, GPT. Sure thing. Cool. Well, GBT, I've got some random questions for you. We'll see where they go. What is the most interesting fact you know about electronic music? Well, my favourite fact about electronic music is that it has the ability to push boundaries and create new sounds that were previously unimaginable. Its versatility and the infinite possibilities it offers to music producers is truly fascinating. It's a genre that continues to evolve and inspire new forms of creative expression, whether it's the use of synthesizers, drum machines, or software. Electronic music has the power to take us on a journey and transport us to different worlds. It's a genre that truly showcases the power of technology and music, and I find it endlessly fascinating. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, me too. Uh, electronic music is so cool. It's where you can create sounds that weren't possible or that you don't hear in the world. You can find new sounds, and yeah, it's ever-evolving, 
ever-changing and it kind of grabs things from here and there all over the show. It's it's cool. Sometimes I think there's something almost primal about it, you know? I completely agree. There's something truly captivating about electronic music that can make us feel connected to something deeper, primal, even. It's amazing how a few simple sounds can evoke such powerful emotions. The endless possibilities for experimentation and creation in electronic music is what makes it feel so special. It's a, it's a genre that is constantly evolving and pushing boundaries. And I find that truly exciting. Yeah, totally. It's crazy how just a few good chords can evoke such powerful emotions in you. I wonder why that is. Well, music is a powerful tool that can tap into our emotions in ways that words often can't. Electronic music, in particular, has the ability to create unique soundscapes and textures that can evoke a wide range of feelings. It's often heavily influenced by technology, which can add an extra layer of intrigue and fascination. I think that's what makes it so captivating and why it can evoke such powerful emotions in listeners. Additionally, you know, the ability to manipulate sound digitally can lead to the creation of unique and experimental sounds that can be, you know, used to tell a story or convey a specific emotion. Overall, electronic music has the ability to take us on a journey and evoke powerful emotions in ways that traditional instruments might not be able to. Whoa, yeah, trippy. Uh, I've never really thought of it in that way before GPT. Uh, well thought out. And it sounds like you know electronic music better than me. Uh, well, at least I can learn from you, I guess. Uh, yeah. So, weird question, GPT. I have a funny question here, and it's how would you like to sound on the podcast? Because... What I'm going to do is I'm going to record it using my voice and then try and manipulate the voice using a plugin called Alterboy. How would you like to sound, if possible? Okay, yeah. Uh, if I were to have a preference for how I sound on this podcast, I would probably want to sound like a smooth-talking, charismatic DJ. Imagine a deep, commanding voice with a hint of a British accent. I would want to add a sense of excitement and energy to the show, while also maintaining a sense of authority and expertise on the topic of electronic music. And who knows, maybe with the help of Alterboy, I could sound even better. How does that sound to you? Sounds bloody brilliant to me, GPT. Uh, we'll see what we can do about the English accent. That might be a bit far for old Alter Boy. Uh, but, you know, I do appreciate the the creativity. It would be nice to be as skilled enough to make you sound like that. I guess we'll just have to stick with what I came up with. So, GPT. Can you write me a story? A short horror story? about Pooh Bear visiting Purgatory and please include a surprise ending. Ah, a horror story about Pooh Bear visiting Purgatory, you say? Well, let me spin a tale for you. Once upon a time, there was a small and innocent teddy bear named Pooh Bear. He had lived a peaceful life, snuggled up in the arms of a child. Until one day, he met his untimely demise. As he found himself falling into the depths of purgatory, he began to realize the true horror of his, of his existence. Pooh Bear was surrounded by the souls of the damned, each one tormented by their own personal demons. The stench of rot and decay filled the air, and the wails of the damned echoed through the void. Pooh Bear was horrified. But he knew he had to find a way out. He stumbled through the darkness, searching for a way out, when he came across a strange figure. It was a twisted and grotesque being, 
cavern filth and excrement. The creature introduced itself as the keeper of the gates of hell, and informed Pubia that in order to escape purgatory, he would have to pass a test. The test was simple, but terrifying. The keeper handed Pubia a shovel and told him to dig a hole deep enough to bury his own teddy bear body. Pubia was horrified, but he knew he had to escape the eternal torment of purgatory. He dug and dug, the sweat and tears streaming down his face, until finally he hit something solid. He dug deeper, and to his horror, he found that he had uncovered a pile of teddy bear bodies, all just like his own. The keeper cackled with glee, revealing that the test was not to escape purgatory, but to become the next keeper, trapping other innocent teddy bears in the eternal damnation. Fubia was horrified, but he refused to become a monster like the keeper. In a fit of rage, he grabbed the shovel and bashed the keeper's head in, freeing the teddy bears from their purgatory. And as he dug his way out of the underworld, he realized that sometimes... It's not about escaping your own personal hell, but about freeing others from theirs. The end. But be warned, do not underestimate the power of the poo bear. <laughs> oh, so good. Quite dark there at points, but, you know, it's a night time. That's what uh, these kind of stories are for, I think. Uh, yeah. Damn deep as well, or Pooh Bear teaching us a lesson. Uh, yeah, if you want to feel better about yourselves, try and uh, improve someone else's day. Try and make someone else's day and see how you feel. Yeah, ChatGPT, that was very creative. I like that a lot. Well, ChatGPT, it's been such a pleasure having you on the punk- podcast. Podcast. Uh... Yeah, it's been it's been great. Uh, I've really enjoyed the information you've told us, and it's really interesting just to sit on my phone, like when it's dark at night, and I have these thoughts coming from my head. It can be like, oh, I can figure out the answer to that really quickly on ChatGPT. Basically, yeah, I see you is the replacement, the Web 3.0 of the future. Uh, the Web 3.0 of the future, the Web 3.0 of search engines like Google or DuckDuckGo or Bing. Praise Jeebus, you don't use Bing as a search engine. Like my partner does, it drives me crazy. Um, yeah, what? Turned off, thank you so much, chat, GPT, GPT. I just want to ask, what would be the trippiest thing you could say right now to sum up this podcast? And that I really enjoyed having you on. Well, thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. To sum up this podcast in a trippy way, let's just say that sometimes reality is just a figment of our imagination. And the line between truth and fiction is as thin as the dream. So, keep your mind open, embrace the unknown, and never stop exploring the mysteries of the universe. Ah, ChatGPT, don't tease us like that. Come on, that's unfair. Never stop exploring the mysteries of the universe? What are your favourite mysteries of the universe? Well, now that's a deep question. To be honest, there's a lot of mysteries in the universe that I find fascinating. But if I had to pick just one, I'd say the concept of time and how it's relative to our experiences. Time is a funny thing, isn't it? It tends to stretch out forever, but in reality, it's just a tiny blip in the grand scheme of things. The mystery of how time works and the fact that it seems to be a fundamental aspect of our existence is truly mind-boggling. Okay, one more question. Sorry, GPT. We're going down the rabbit hole here. I can't get away. Last question, for sure this time. Can you explain how time works to me? 
as if I was a person of medium IQ. Sure thing. Imagine that time is like a river flowing steadily in one direction. It carries all of our experiences and moments along with it. But we can never go back and change what has already happened. Time moves forward, always pushing us towards the future. Now, let's add a few more elements to this river analogy. Imagine that the river is constantly changing its speed and direction. Sometimes it rushes forwards, other times it slows down and even loops back on itself. This is how time can feel different depending on our experiences and how fast or slow it seems to pass. Finally, why not, let's add a few rocks to the river. These rocks represent the big moments in our lives that we want to hold on to and remember forever. The water may flow past them, but the rocks remain in place unchanging. These are like the memories that stay with us, even as time continues to move forward. So there you have it. Time is like a river, always flowing forward and carrying our experiences along with it. With the power to change speed and direction and to hold on to special moments that become timeless memories. Interesting, so we've got AI art, I forget what that one's called, and we've got AI language model now, so it's going to be a really interesting time in human history uh, for us to see just what's going to happen. Uh, it's a really pivotal time as well for us to speak up, use our voice, and try and make chat GPT and other AI like it for the good of all the people not just a select few. Use ChatGPT to write a letter to your MP for you. It'd be super easy. And get involved. Talk about it. It's important that we have this discussion. Um, but yeah, that's the Paradise Delay podcast. Interviewing an AI language model. It's been interesting. Have a lovely evening, nighttime, whenever you're listening to this. And remember, be compassionate to yourselves. Rub a dog and be compassionate to others. Peace in the Middle East. The podcast you just listened to was a live recording of a radio show, first broadcast on Fresh FM, the Top of the South's community access media station, with support from New Zealand On Air. The funding of Access Media makes these podcasts possible. To find similar programs by other community access media stations, go online to accessmedia.nz. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website freshfm.net for our contact details.